everybody, so how's your week been? This week we're going to be looking at the subject, which is one that I don't talk a lot about, which is about the application of lipstick and creating symmetrical lips. I think it's going to be a great subject for everybody for personal use and also professional makeup artistry technical tips and tricks. To start things off this week, it's my tool of the week, and this week I've been out and about and found something in Muji. Muji has a great range of small decantable items for makeup artist kits and personal use. And my makeup kit is always something that I'm trying to get into an airline meal size. So it's always a sort of tactic to decant and make things as small as possible. And I came across the aluminium polyester lip brush in small. It's a small item and this brush is a plant-derived polyester fibre, which is really, really great because it's not prone to sort of misshaping or curling. And it gives a very soft touch to the skin and the lip area as you're applying the product. It is very supple and it will blend out the lipstick evenly and is small so you can really get into those micro areas. The precise precision of application of lipstick to the corners of the mouth, into the cupid's bow and really for detailing for lip art or for any other sort of lip toppers and textures. So it's definitely something you want to check out. It's a great little addition to my personal tools and I think you'll find it useful for personal use or for professional use. Both of those find it equally beneficial. And my vegan tip really is about looking at something like aloe, the natural leaf, where you can cut open and cut it sideways and scoop out the gel into a container. You must make sure that the container is airtight. You can find that quite readily. I mean, here in the UK, every market store has the availability of like fresh aloe or aloe leaves, and you'll be able to find that locally, I'm sure. But if you apply the gel onto your lips and leave it as an overnight treatment, it really is beneficial. You can keep it in the fridge to make it on if you're in a hot climate that it is basically fresh. It contains natural ingredients which soothe the chapped skin and generally remove the dead layer of skin cells. It does help to strengthen the thin protective layer of skin on the lips and does also therefore provide a cooling effect which is very soothing and calming. So just for a vegan tip, using pure natural aloe and just cutting it and using it as a natural lip balm and treatment at night is going to be one of those things to keep in the cupboard and remember for emergencies and for when your lips feel dry. Lip symmetry, it's one of those things which really does play up. And as a makeup tutor, I do see it a lot with makeup students. They really struggle to get the balance of their lip symmetry. Generally, the top is not symmetrical either left to right or the bottom is not symmetrical vertically to top and bottom. And I really struggled with this when I was a younger makeup artist too, to try and get the balance, particularly on darker lip colours or lip colours which were very strong and prominent, such as neons, or if you were putting a bright colour with a pigment over the top, and then you did all that technical precision, managing the fallout, just to realise that you'd actually not achieved a symmetrical lip. So to lay down a symmetrical footprint, I had the following technique. Now the trick here is to separate the identified lip that you're trying to achieve into four sections actually do them in 25% technicals. So I break the lip shape that I'm trying to create into four equal parts, and that is the upper left, the upper right, the lower left, and the lower right. And what I do is I then try and make a block solid colouring using a lip pencil to fill in a solid 25% of the lip that I'm trying to achieve. Therefore I've reduced the actual technical risks by you know three quarters, I'm only working on one quarter at a time, which is much more achievable in the time given, generally on set or under duress. I block it in as quickly as possible so that I'm actually shading in from the vermilion border and not actually worrying about a hollow lip which can start getting into your brain and start triggering you to start worrying about the symmetry. 
The quicker you block it in, the quicker you can see the silhouette of the colour you're achieving. And that will really highlight the technical mistakes and the technical wobbles in the shape. So you can really get that precision that you're looking for. Once you've got the upper left section filled in, so you've now achieved 25% of the lip, it's time to go over and symmetrically match that on the right hand side on the upper right, creating a mirror symmetry. Because your short term memory has already filled in one solid block, it will be easy to replicate this backwards on the other side onto the upper right quarter. At this point you should be able to match the left to the right upper and to make sure that that has a sort of symmetrical butterfly approach that one side looks identical to the other. It's a good opportunity for you to really stop and reflect, take a step back from the lip, make sure that the vertical peaks and the heights are the same. Essentially what you're looking for is a technical fold that the left quarter on the upper left is the same as the upper right before you advance and move on to the bottom lip. Having achieved the upper section, it's a good opportunity to quickly just check that on camera. So if you take a quick snap on your smartphone, you can really just see that the symmetry of the top lip is perfect before advancing. Once you've got the symmetry and you've checked it on the camera and you're happy with that, time to go down to the third quarter so you would now be achieving 75% of the lip by working on the lower left section of the lip. You can use a tissue here to guide you around the lip or you can use something that's going to give you a steady hand by resting your pinky finger on the actual chin to give yourself a little bit more guidance or a powder puff, something that will give you a calm sense that you've got some balance and that you're not going to wobble. You're blocking in that third section again, so now you would have three quarters done. and You can really see your way to completing the final lip. Once the third quarter is now achieved, you can now match that like you did on the upper by going over to the right and completing the last quarter. So that's the bottom right section of the lip. It will now marry completely symmetrically with a mirror effect to the one you've previously done. And you should now have the full lipstick pout complete in a graphic colour. Having got the colour complete, you will now have an option to do detailing to make sure that your line work is precise. You can sharpen any of that up using a pencil. And you can then carve around that actual shape using your matching base colour or concealer liquid just to make sure that you've got a really refined and perfect flawless photographic finish. Opening around the lipstick will really give you that confidence that the symmetry and the shape is cut out and carved perfectly for decorating to give you lip art effects or top coats or a difference of texture if you're changing the actual final pigment or colour or texture. One of the things that I do a lot is to use Urban Decay 24-7 lip pencils. Being a gel-like texture, they're very easy to draw graphically to create control and to block in the colour and they dry down to a matte finish and a water resistance. So I find those really great in a hot studio environment because they really don't move, they don't melt, and they need very minimal touch-up. It's almost like a liquid lipstick effect. So essentially the lipstick is done graphically with the pencil technique, and it really doesn't often need a lipstick top-up. You can, of course, paint lipstick over the top of this, a liquid lipstick or a top coat or an effect, but essentially you would be done. So there you go, there's an easy way to achieve a symmetrical lipstick finish. As a makeup artist, often the clients will ask me everything to do with the lip colours, the lip products, the lip textures, what are my favourite things, what are my favourite treatments. So I'm just going to skip through several of those which I think you know people always find in my remedy bag, in my kit and I have interest in. So the first one is a Korean beauty product called Laneige Lip Sleeping Mask. It's a pink pot, it's a berry mix, and it's one of the very popular products that all models and clients grab from me and often go off to buy because essentially you put it on at night 
and you sleep through the night with it and it conditions your lips while you're sleeping. But that said, as a makeup artist, I tend to use it while I'm working on the eyes. I'll put the Laneige lip sleeping mask on the model or the client's lips to really hydrate and volumize them while I'm working and then blot away and have that ready for my lip pencil technique that comes afterwards. I like a lot of different balms and lip balms in my kit. And the Laneige Korean lip sleeping mask is a constant favorite. Definitely something to look out for. You can find it easily on Amazon or Korean beauty shops. Another item that I have in my kit is the Boiron Homeoplasmin ointment. It's a tube of, which is essentially fancy Vaseline, that most makeup artists find in Paris, but you can find it easily now. And again, it dries down in slightly a matte way, so it's great for men's grooming or men's fashion shows, and generally when you want a hydration or a balm that isn't too shiny. If you're looking for something that is a little bit more nutrient-based, a little bit more natural, you can use the Lucas Pawpaw ointment. Another thing originally from Australia that's made its way into my kit for many years. It's a great all-round nourishing lip balm in a red tube. They do other editions which are tinted or coloured or sparkling at Christmas, but essentially the classic one stays in my kit all year round, and it's great as a general ointment and salve. Roche-Posay is a French brand which I've always been popular and a favourite of mine for many, many years since Paris fashion shows. And the Nutritic Lipstick um, Balm is a really useful just balm lipstick. If you're looking for a lip balm, something that is really tried and tested and really does hydrate, the Nutritic Lip Balm by La Roche-Posay is a great one to look out for at the pharmacy. Now when it comes to actually doing a painted lipstick, a primer does play dividends for smoothing out the texture and really prepping the lip ready ahead of colour adhesion. Urban Decay has a great Ultima Ozone multi-purpose primer pencil. As you will know, I use a lot of Urban Decay lip pencils in 24-7. So the Ultima Ozone really does give a hydrated finish ready for those drier gel pencils to make sure the effect is smooth. If you're a Clarins fan, I also like the Instant Light Lip Perfecting Base, which is more of a traditional lip primer stick and essentially a twist up and you can prep the lip for that and it will give you a great smoothing base as well. If you're more of a liquid person, then Becca is the one I have, which is the Becca Cosmetics Lip Priming Perfector and that will give you a more hydrated lip priming base. So depending on whether you like more of a balm or a stick or a potion or a liquid perfecter, those are some options for you. Regarding colours, Urban Decay is my go-to because I do the pencil technique which blocks in the colour and gives us more of a liquid lipstick effect. If I'm trying to get more of a rubbed or polished on lip colour, I will go to Urban Decay Lo-Fi Lip Mousse, which is like a lip cream matte pigment in a little pot with a dabber and you can really use a synthetic brush to buff that into the lip. Great for a Korean lip where you're fading towards you know the centre and leaving the outside edges more of a skin tone. If you want more of a pop of colour to the centre of the lip while it's a stain, those lo-fi lip mousses would give you that. The MAC Nude lipsticks, the Power Kiss lipsticks are brilliant for moisture matte where you look like you have a rubbed effect and it's more that it's worn off and it's blurred out towards the edges. The Powder Kiss lipsticks are a new addition that I've added into my kit to give me the same effect where I would also use those Urban Decay Lo-Fi lip mousses. If I'm trying to create a colour from scratch, then as you know I love mixology. So I developed a lip mixology kit which is my own formulation of liquid lipstick. It's a cushioned effect with a huge amount of time to really blend and ombre the colours and mix the shades and it dehydrates to dry down but it doesn't shrink the lips so some of the lip liquids that we have can actually give you a very uncomfortable feeling as they shrivel and dry on the lip. So the Chroma Wheel Lip Mixology Kit doesn't do that. 
it's a really unique formula and I love the fact that it gives you that time to really adjust your colour before it locks down. If you're prone to a drier lip and you're looking for an effect which is more of a hydrated look but you don't want to use a sticky gloss, then I really do love the Lancome Juicy Shaker by Phase Lip Oil, which is colour and oil, so essentially you're wearing liquid oil with a tint and that will of course give you maximum hydration and comfort to the lip. So uh, Clarins also has one but the Lancome one was the first that I put into my kit and I use it for that purpose. So a lot of different textures there when you're really trying to get effects on the skin on the lip for your looks or for your personal use and I hope some of those recommends will be things you can look at when you're next in the department stores. When it comes to red, my favourite has to be Stunner Lip Paint by Fenty. It is a classic red on all skin tones and is absolutely my favourite at the moment. I also like the Charlotte Tilbury Red Carpet Traditional Classic Lipstick and Diva Lipstick by MAC if I'm looking for something that's cherry red on deeper skin tones. Along with the Viva Glam 1, some of my classic red favourites. I tend not to go for a Ruby Woo because I tend to find that the MAC Ruby Woo is quite dry and it rips the lip a little bit. And I think there are better textures now, but I do absolutely all-time love Cherry Lip Pencil, a traditional wood clench pencil by MAC. My go-to for any red lip to get the perfect frame. <laughs> One of the things I often get asked about is how to condense your makeup artist kit down to make a very small kit so that you can travel, do bridal work and keep it down to the basics and the minimum. So creating a micro kit. In this section I'm going to go through how I organise a micro kit to carry as little as possible but cover as many as the options that I will need as possible. The trick to having this micro kit, almost Marie Kondo style from the Netflix and Sensation in tidying and organising, is an almost Japanese approach to creating an airline meal size kit. The sections that we're going to organise this into are the following. The first section is tools, the second section is remedies, the third section is base, the fourth section is cheek, the fifth section eyes, and the final section six is lips. So you can fast forward or go through these and you may want a pen and pencil just to note down some notes on what constituents go into each of these sections to compile your perfect micro kit. It would also be an ideal kit if you are a professional makeup artist assisting somebody for the first time and you're not sure what to take. So looking at tools, the first section. First of all in this it would be constituents of all of your brushes, so making sure that you've edited your brushes and what I tend to do with this is make sure that I've got the absolute essential brushes that I use a lot of, including duplicates. So when I find a brush that is really key to doing a technique, I tend to take that to the power of three. I have three copies of that brush, three duplicates. That ensures that I've got one that I'm working with that may get contaminated or maybe wet, one that is still dry and clean, and one that's gone missing in action as the shoot gets a little bit hectic. So three of the same brush really guarantees that I'm never going to be compromised. I would also have my airbrush. I do airbrush makeup as well, so this would be part of my tools. I would carry my brush cleaner in this section, so brush cleaner for me is Parian Spirit. I also use for final brush cleaning um, antibacterial fairy liquid but at this point it would be Parian Spirit in the micro kit with a spray. I would also have an antibacterial hand spray. My favourite one that I would carry has a nice smell to it, it's a nice aroma so it's not too overpowering and that's by Neil's Yard. If the studio might be hot I take a mini fan through the summer months and also a mini light for photographs or for any social media pictures very small one that can pack, it's about pencil case size. Um, stainless steel bag of things like lash grabbers and spatulas and anything that I might use in my tools over the years that I've got that are key basic things I need. 
um, adhesive such as prosade, I'd have a small bottle of that, and disposables, drinking straws if you're doing precise close-up lipstick so that you don't smudge that if the model wants to drink, micropore dressing tape, which is like surgical dressing tape for taking off glitter or anything where I need adhesion, and also I include a pop-up travel car bin, which is a flat pack, little small hygiene bin that can be placed onto a station to mop up and deal with anything such as like soiled um, tissues or cotton pads or Q-tips. So all of those really are and a chance for you to go through your tools and really edit it down into the smallest number of items that you can carry that you need that are essentials and then you park the others in your main kit. But for a micro kit, just the core things you know you will rely on and must have with you. Section 2, Remedies. In this section I pack facial skincare, anything which will give me a remedy or an antidote to something on the client's skincare regime needs. So if they are, you know, very sensitive, I'd have sensitive moisturisers, I would have sensitive skincare. If there is redness, I'd have remedies for redness. So go through your skincare kit and really work out what those instant remedies are that will give you instant success and instantaneous results you're shopping a new skincare brand, it's really good to ask the assistant that works for the brand what are the most instant gratification products that you carry. As a makeup artist, we need instant results. It's more about the short-term than the long-term benefits, and the instant results of a product is what guarantees success to go to a makeup artist kit. So I would look for those types of products that guarantee go through the blemishes and the issues that skin might have and find the remedies in your skincare and pop those into this section. Body care also, making sure that you have body moisturiser, just a basic one for full body. Also nail varnish remover pads to remedy removal of, you know, taking off nail varnish if models turn up with the wrong colour or nail varnish that has to go. Then having nail varnish remover pads is a much more condensed version than having cotton pads and nail varnish remover, so have them preloaded. I would also have um, fixing and mixing potions, things which can be mixing mediums or fixing and setting things which can remedy the makeup having extra durability. I would have waterproofing such as Illamasqua Sealing Gel is a great product for making sure things are a little bit more waterproof, or top coats that go into waterproofing for making sure the makeup is more durable, and also Prosade Remover, things that can take off adhesives. Having that in my remedy kit will mean that when I hit something and I have an issue, then I've got a remedy there on hand. So the remedy section is your emergency find location bag or kit section where you can absolutely go to anything that's happening that you need to remedy it will be in that section you can find it quickly if you have somebody assisting you and something comes up on the shoot where there's a need for a remedy they know essentially that they're going to section two to get that bag of remedies and anything that will be needed is in that thing ready for them to be armed and ready to assist you effectively section three the most critical section of your kit the base now, to try and create flawless skin with a micro kit, it's essential that you cover all options, but you make sure that you don't necessarily carry lots of heavy glass bottles and lots of products that you won't need. So one of the key things makeup artists are prone to do is decanting everything down into Muji small containers and getting a Dynamo sticker gun or a labelling machine or system and labelling up all the shade names onto all the little bottles and transferring their bases that way. One of the things that a lot of experienced makeup artists do is actually carry no foundations. They would carry just pigments, so small pots of things like Kevin O'Quan Central Skin Enhancer or Laura Mercier Secret Camouflage concealers as decks, and then they can use mixing mediums or moisturiser to convert those heavier coverage pigments 
to more viscous liquid foundations. And that's a great way to really sort of shrink down the actual packing of all those foundations. Just having concealers as your skin and just working with them to make them more emollient or affect them or mix them into more sheer viscous versions. Something I love to do as well. I mean, everyone that works with me knows that I'm a mixologist at heart. So I love to change and convert and make transformative textures. So this is, again, something that makes sure that you're not using too much space in your kit, keeping the essential shades you need, making sure that you've got more options and more mixing potential. I would have my colour correctors in this base bag or base section. I would also have airbrush makeup to go through the gun easily, and for me that is airbase. I use that silicon base. I've had other brands, I've had Tem2, and they're all great, but for me currently airbase is the one I prefer. I would also have face and body makeup by MAC, so MAC Face and Body Liquid. It's a great all-way, you know, bridal classic or body classic for arms, legs, hands, and anywhere that you need body makeup. Um, my range of foundations that I created for the school, House of Glumdolls Chroma Will, have those base foundations in smaller decanted bottles. Interestingly, those are actually set up for you in airless pumps, which are very, very lightweight and they are easily washed out so that when you finish one of the shades, you can literally wash out the whole component and refill it with your own perfect mixture or your own perfect sort of different parts from your kit so you can reuse those. It gives you continuity of reusing those airless pumps once you finish the product so you can actually customise them and change them to whatever you want to carry. I would carry some a selection of setting powders, just no colour powder. I also have my fixing uh, mixing potion which fixology allows me to go powder free for an older client where i don't want to use any powder i could have setting sprays urban decay or any of those types of products and i would also have liquid and cream powder as well in bronzer so i would probably have a good range of tones of bronzers that i would want but cutting it down from micro kit i would probably just have one liquid one cream and one powder version Section four is cheek, and for that I have got my liquid and cream powder highlighters, the favourite ones I've collected. Now the industry is changing so much and so rapidly in terms of highlighters on the market, so you'll have different ones individually that you prefer. So liquid highlighters are ones that you can mix into foundations and mix into creams. It could be anything from like a flawless filter, Charlotte Tilbury product, they're going to give you highlighting or strobe cream or something that you can mix in there for highlighting the cheekbone. For cream highlighter, I would have the House of Glamdolls Glam Light Wheel because it has all the colours I want in one deck. And then a powder highlighter of deck or a palette which again has all the shades you would want and there are so many of those on the market. You could have a Viseart one, the one in my micro kit is a Viseart one. There are cheaper options at most of the regular high street and drugstore brands. I'd have a good selection of liquid blushes and banner at NARS. I'd have some cream blushes or some neutral lipsticks you can double up as cream blusher, the new MAC lipsticks are great for that, and also a powder blusher deck, mine's a Viseart one. So again, covering all of your blush options, making sure you've got blush textures for every occasion, every skin type and skin age. And the next part of this section would be to have again liquid cream and powder contouring. So I would have a liquid contour that I could mix into my foundations, a cream contour wheel and a powder deck, maybe an Anastasia Beverly Hills or a dupe of that so that you've got all your shading options covered for the cheek section of your micro kit. Section 5 is eyes. So to break down your eye section, which is quite an extensive part of the kit, I carry brow products. I would have some brow soap and some of those dual-ended brow pens. I tend to use that for blading eyebrow and mimicking lost hairs. I would have a lid primer. I would have some good selection of basic eyeshadows, 
So in a palette that you can custom pick to make sure that you have your favourites, Makeup Geek eyeshadows are very cheap and highly pigmented, I like those ones. Orpha Metallics I really like Cosetti, the crystal eyeshadows. But I also have a matte Viseart neutral palette which covers me for all basics. Or there are some small tiny palettes from Huda Beauty or by MAC which again would be perfect for organising your micro kit. Once you've got your eyeshadows and you're happy with those in the kit and the colours that you use continuously to cover all options and skin tones, I then would work on your pencil selection in a pencil roll. You can pick up a pencil roll from a stationery or art shop. Um, you can just have all of the eyeliners that you tend to use the most in one key roll. And then you've also got an opportunity to add to that selection of definition gel liners and liquid liners. I keep all mine in a small clear pencil case so that I can find them easily. And I have favourite brands that I tend to go to for those. Often they're Korean beauty or Japanese brands because they really do excel in lining. The other option now is to add some pigments and you're going to have a different selection of pigments. I really like peaches up in Liverpool for pigment and also I have some vintage MAC ones which last and last and last. Whichever pigment you're using that would go in this section. Also using glitters, Carla Powell has some brilliant glitters, I like those ones, I've got those in my micro kit. And then you're adding your favourite mascaras, a fan brush for the mascara and your favourite selection of false lashes. Individual ones, demi wispies and I also carry peaches and cream lashes and tatty lashes. Section 6 is lips. In this section I would carry lip primer. Mine is from Urban Decay. It's a pencil. I also have a lip primer by Becca, a liquid. Uh, lip pencils I tend to use Urban Decay 24-7 and do a graphic approach to the lip. As you know it's a 25% technical so it would be drawn in sections and then completing a graphic lipstick and then I could put on a paint top coat or any effect I want over the top of that and it doesn't budge for a whole durability of a shoot. I tend not to carry lots of lip glosses because the lip gloss really can just be a clear extension of what the pencil is underneath. So if I have clear I tend to have a non-sticky version which is my own development one and I also have a MAC lip gloss which is still the stickiest and the glossiest in the business. So therefore if we're actually looking for a very high durable shine and a very long hold then I would use the MAC one. If I'm using the gloss and I want it to be more changeable or more unsticky then I use my own version of that, which is from the Chroma Wheel system. I would also have my favourite lipstick smashed into a small micro palette. So I would have a selection of nudes, brights, um, berry colours and some classic reds. And then I would have a few display iconic lipsticks, which are there as trophy iconic products to sort of show people those ones, which I feel are sacrilegious to smash up, which would be the Chanel ones, the Charlotte Tilbury ones, the Tom Ford ones, the YSL ones. The more prestige lipsticks, I have a small bag of those that I'm working with a client, they might want to actually see the packaging or see that kind of influential shade or branding. I tend not to smash those ones down into my generic micro palette. The lips are personal choices, but definitely I found it a great investment to only use pencils and less lipsticks. Particularly through the summer heat months or if you're in a destination where there is a hot climate, the pencils survive that much better. And I always keep my lip pencils if I'm travelling in a mini bar in the refrigeration so that there is going to be no chance of the pencils melting. And if we're on a shoot location or on a set, they can go into any of the catering fridges or anywhere that you can keep them chilled. At home I would keep them in the fridge and then pack them the next day. So there you have the ideal system for creating a micro kit. The key objective, as we said, is to really condense it down into a small airline meal size kit as small as possible and carry as little as possible but cover all options. I hope that helps you to try and declutter your big kit and your master kit and try and carry a much more portable and realistic kit 
And not only is it much more efficient to manage, it's more efficient to tidy and pack away. I always feel that when I work with a makeup artist that puts out a huge buffet spread, they really are not confident in what they're doing. Truly professional and experienced makeup artists carry very little and they know exactly how to craft those looks from those key components and small items. So good luck with that and do get in touch if you've got any advice or help that you found when creating your micro kit. Of course another great tip here is to make sure that you start out by having a small kit ready to fill. If you have a huge box then the micro kit just gets bigger and bigger. So set yourself some guideline limitations. I would say that you want to have section bags and then make those as small as possible which limit how much can actually be contained and therefore when you're filling them you are creating a micro kit because it has to ultimately become a stop point where you can't carry any more in each section. As this theme this week is lips, my easel section inspiration painting or painter is Salvador Dali, 1934-35. The painting is a gouache and it is called The Face of May West, which may be used as a surrealist apartment. It's an interesting concept that Dali became interested in furniture and having met Jean-Michel Franck, a famous interior decorator around 1934-35, he was interested in the concept of creating a photographic portrait of the actress Mae West and painting a surreal garage picture. He features an iconic sofa in the shape of lips and the whole idea is this three-dimensional kind of composition of eyes, nose and lips, and the lips being the sofa. So because we're doing lips this week, it was a obvious choice, The Face of May West by Salvador Dali. Thank you for joining me again this week for Chatterbox, and I look forward to having you again with us soon.